Hi, welcome back to another episode of Corporate Connections at Pitt Business. I'm Amanda, and this is Jules, and this is... Hi, my name is Brianna King, and I am Content Manager here at 1486. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about 1486 Labs, what you guys do, what your values are? Yeah, so um, 1486 Labs is focused on creating a community for buyers and sellers of external data. So recently we just launched our very first platform called Blue Street Data, um, which is focused on um, not so much doing the transactions um, for buyers and sellers, but kind of facilitating a space um, where people can come together um, on industry forums and uh, communicate with various thought leaders and be connected to suppliers across various industries. Um, and 1486, our morals are really centered around customer centricity. Um, uh, so just making sure that the products that we are putting out there um, are the best that they possibly can be and are really centered around education and research and just, yeah, just making sure that it's centered around the customer. So. Well, congratulations on the launch. Um, Thank could you. Could you tell us a little bit about how you achieved your position as um, a content creator? Yeah, so um, I am currently a junior here at the University of Pittsburgh. And um, during my sophomore year, uh, so beginning of last year, um, I was brought on the team as a content intern. Uh, and at the time, there was only a handful of people who were working here. Uh, I think I was one of the original six or seven, maybe, um, that was on the team. And I was working with um, Haley Hunter. She was our um, marketing manager at the time. And um, pretty much my role was to just create um, what content, like, and the role of content manager would kind of look like um, starting within the company. So I worked really closely with her from a marketing perspective, kind of figuring that out and also kind of figuring out how marketing and content relates to the overall product and um, relates to this community of buyers and sellers of data, just kind of figuring out what the content for that would look like. Um, and then uh, this summer she left to take a job at JP Morgan and um, her position sort of opened up. Um, so I, I took on the role as content slash marketing manager. Um, so the role is still undefined um, kind of in terms of the name. Um, but yeah, I uh, over the summer was, um, I guess, hired in that position and then I also got two interns, um, George Collins and Julia Kaufman. Um, they're great and yeah, it's been quite a ride. So I'm excited to be here and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And are you a marketing major at Pitt Business? Yes, I am a marketing major. Um, marketing and then innovation entrepreneurship uh, for my certificate. So that'd be awesome. And could you tell us a little bit about your photography business as well? Yeah, so um, during my freshman year at Pitt, I was broke. I had no money. <laughs> and um, I also had a camera. So I was like, hmm, there seems to be an opportunity here that maybe I should capitalize on. Um, so it first started out with um, just me kind of taking photos of my friends for fun. Um, me and none of my friends are from Pittsburgh originally. So um, just you know, kind of taking photos of the scenery and stuff like that. And then um, I noticed within the business school, not many um, freshmen had headshots coming into college. Um, and I know Pitt Business does have um, free headshots that they offer, but they're only offered certain times of the year. So um, 
I started just taking headshots um, of people for fun. And then um, over Christmas, so towards the end of my first semester, um, I was like, I think I should actually make this something official. So um, that's when I, you know, situated the bank accounts and got it registered and like did all that jazz. Um, and then uh, after that, in the spring, um, or it might have been the summer, I don't remember exactly, but um, I was hired to be a part of the Pit Eats um, team. So I did all the photography for the dining halls on campus. So uh, so yeah, it was, it was really, it was really cool kind of seeing my, the pictures that I took just being on like a random flyer in the middle of the dining hall. I was like, guys, I took that, that's me. Right in the eatery. So I'm eating my mashed potatoes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it started. Are the flyers still up? I'm sure you haven't been to no. the eatery in a while, given no. that you are a junior, but... Yeah, but um, I don't work there anymore, so sadly those flyers are not up. They've been replaced by other promo like promotional flyers and stuff like that, but it was really cool at the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Still, it's amazing. Um, I want to go back to something you said. You said you weren't originally from Pittsburgh. Uh, what made you choose Pitt or end up like in a city like Pittsburgh? Yeah, so um, I'm from Muncie, Pennsylvania, which is approximately like three to four hours from here, depending on, you know, traffic. But um, the high school that I went to was very small. The graduating class was about like 75 or 80 kids. Um, so when choosing a college to go to, I really wanted an atmosphere that would push me out of my comfort zone. And I figured going to a city would be the best opportunity to do that, not only for my own personal development, but my professional development as well. Um, so yeah, I, I chose to come here. It was a bit of a learning curve, um, going from such a small, small town, like, um, like our overall town population is like about 1500. So just the fact that the, the freshman class at Pitt is larger than my entire town was definitely something that I had to get accustomed to, right. but yeah. Are you enjoying Pittsburgh so far and like the opportunities? It's yes, I love Pittsburgh. I, <laughs> on the weekends, always try and find like a cute coffee shop to go to or, you know, something new to try. I have a never ending list on my phone of like all these different food places that I want to go to. Yeah. yeah. I could get lunch with you. Yes. Anytime. Professionally as do you see Pittsburgh as a place you want to stay in in your future degree work? Um, do you plan money going somewhere else? Have you maybe had enough yet? <laughs> um, honestly, I'm not sure. Um, and I've kind of learned, at least in this past year, to kind of live in that uncertainty a little bit. Um, I don't know where my path is going to take me, and instead of trying to predict um, where I think it's going to go, I kind of just want to go with the flow and not shut myself down um, in terms of other opportunities that might become like that might become available um, in the future. So I wouldn't rule it out if, if I think, you know, if my path ends up in that direction and I end up staying here, great. If not, I'm more than happy to like assess other opportunities. So, yeah. How do you think that sort of open-mindedness uh, mindset kind of translated into your networking and being able to get to where you are? Yeah, um, I think I learned in um, MCE, Managing Complex Environments, <laughs> freshman year, um, like tunnel vision and how dangerous tunnel vision can be um, in terms of a business perspective. So in terms of my personal life and networking and things like that, I try to make sure that 
to the best of my knowledge at least, that I'm doing everything um, in my power to kind of avoid that tunnel vision um, and making sure that I'm not sectioning myself off to just one particular path. Um, like, for example, I have a photography business, but if it doesn't work out and the universe is leading me in a different direction, then that's fine. Um, but in terms of like networking and things like that, I just try to keep my mind open. Um, you know, if someone, even though I'm not in healthcare, um, and I, I don't know, happen to hypothetically meet a doctor at, um, a coffee shop or something, just like taking the time to have that conversation, you never know where those connections can kind of lead you in the future. So just making sure that, you know, you're just open to anything at any time. 100% I think that's definitely something a lot of us yeah you know came in with especially for freshmen I know tunnel a lot of people tend to have tunnel vision when it comes to their major and what they Mm -hmm. want to explore and you know as a junior uh, I'd love if you could talk a little bit more about that how you discovered what major you wanted to do and things like that yeah so um, actually when I was in ninth grade um, in high school I was involved in this organization called um, Phi, um, not Phi Beta Lambda. Um, <laughs> I'm involved in Phi Beta Lambda now, but um, it was called FBLA, so Future Business Leaders of America. And at the time, I was just doing it for fun with my friends. Um, but um, me and this other girl, Rory Odin, um, we decided to do um, this partnership with a business project where we partnered with State Farm and created this um, like community action program with them. Um, and we submitted it like for this competition and we ended up placing first at states which was so exciting and then um we went to nationals and ended up placing fourth nationally for this random business project and i was like like, it's so strange i'm in san antonio right now (laughs) never even spent two nights away from my parents and like this is just so surreal and then I started thinking, like, hmm, maybe I'll be good at this business. <laughs> just maybe. <laughs> just maybe. Um, but no, I just kind of took a shot in, shot in the dark, and I was like, I want something creative, but still very structured at the same time. And I figured marketing was a perfect intersection of those two. Um, something, you know, there's a creative side where you're making um, this content and, you know, really connecting with people on a very personal level, but there's still the structure of, like, having deadlines and like right. having a schedule and making sure that things are are being completed in an appropriate manner um and i felt like just that major um just like spoke to me for that reason so i was like hmm maybe this is a sign <laughs> yeah. yeah speaking of deadlines you are involved in a lot of stuff on campus yeah and golf <laughs> as well. you have your internship here you have your own photography business you're in a business fraternity how do you manage it and like how do you suggest incoming students or just underclassmen or even upperclassmen like how to manage your time because as a freshman now i'm so overwhelmed and like still yeah. adjusting and you were doing a lot and it's amazing me and like what, yeah. what is your secret um there's no secret i would i would say just follow that i really just live in my google calendar if i'm being <laughs> honest like I kind of um, just make sure like all of my like meetings don't fall during the same time and if they do like for work for example I'll just say like my calendar's up to date like just find a time that works best for you um, and just like being transparent when things um, when I can't go to things or something doesn't quite work out for the most part people tend to be 
um, fairly optimistic about rescheduling certain things. Um, but classes, of course, always come first, so they're always a priority. Um, but uh, kind of making sure that everything else um, fits around it. Um, yeah, I guess I just like live in my calendar. I'll even write down like, um, okay, this 20 minutes I'm working on this assignment and then after that I'll, you know, make sure that I kind of eat lunch or like just writing everything down. And I'm sure you remember getting ham hammered with emails from everyone in the business school about yes. networking events and yeah, all that stuff. Was there an event that you went to like your freshman or sophomore year even this year that like you would say that everyone should go to or an experience that just like kind of changed your career in a way? Hmm. I wouldn't say that there was any event in particular. Um, I do remember freshman year, I went to the um, like activities fair um, and that was extremely pivotal in choosing kind of who I wanted to be in college and the path that I wanted to go down. Um, and at the activities fair, I just saw um, PBL by Beta Lambda and I was like, hmm, maybe this, this seems, I mean, they may seem nice. Like maybe this would be like a, a good club to kind of, you know, meet some new people. Um, but they were really beneficial for me in terms of learning how to network and learning how to communicate with others um, in a like professional setting. Um, and also, um, they're also very helpful in, with time management. I know like the um, recruitment process was very strenuous. Um, we had events um, every every day of the week for like two to three hours. Um, and then wow. the interviews were like uh, a group interview process. So um, I definitely think that that experience and learning how to not only interview with other people, but have multiple people and it, like being on the other side asking me questions was like very beneficial and I, I think anyone coming into college should look for opportunities that um, kind of leave you a little uncomfortable and like a little bit outside of your comfort zone because I think that those are the areas where growth is most evident. Um, you can't grow if, if you're comfortable. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Yeah, um, going back to like the marketing aspect, a lot of a big part of marketing is, you know, branding, coming up with the name. So I'd love to hear more about uh, like the name for the company and yeah. what it was like coming up with that. So I actually did not come up with 1486 Labs. That was um, something that our um, executive director, Andy Hanna, came up with that. Um, and it's a running joke because anyone who comes into the office, they always say, what does 1486 Labs mean? <laughs> like, what does that mean? I did ask um, before we got started. I was like, I want to hear what it means to you. And yeah, yeah, we always joke around and say that there is there is no answer or, oh, what does it mean to you? And that's, that's what meaning it is. Um, but I'm being completely transparent and honest when I say I have no idea what it means. <laughs> I don't know what 1486 signifies. Um, a few things were thrown around, like 14 and 86 were um, Andy's basketball numbers in, in high school, which I don't even know if he played basketball, but that, that was a rumor. And 14 plus 86 equals 100. So, like, is there something that we can do with that, but um, yeah, in terms of branding, uh, 1486, uh, in the beginning, I didn't, I didn't really have my hands in the, in the pot with that, so to speak, but um, Blue Street Data, the, the platform that's kind of spun out of 1486, um, the, the colors was all, the, that came from our team, so yeah. And can you talk a little bit about 
as much as you can specifics of the data analytics that you guys do if that's possible yeah so um we in terms of like the data analytics aspect of the company um we gather we have a use case team so this was something that i learned coming into college i didn't know what use cases were um but pretty much they are um almost like information sets that kind of outline specific uses for data so like for example, there's, um, let's use economic forecasting, for example. The use case will kind of outline, like let's say you are coming from a different company and um, you struggle using data to solve economic forecasting or whatever. You can also use like fraud detection as an example. Um, the use case will kind of outline um, the problem statement. Um, so uh, then there'll also be like various value drivers and then um, a unique insight that was gathered from an, an outside source um, in terms of something that they've done really well. Um, and then there'll also be um, different like advanced analytics algorithms that you can use um, like data sets to solve that particular problem. And then a whole link to a supplier index at the bottom of these use cases. So our team kind of um, gathers different aspects of those use cases so of course we have the use case team that kind of spearheads what that looks like how it's structured and then we have the supplier team um, that focuses on um, the supplier index and making sure that they're coming from reputable sources to kind of ease the friction in that buying process um, because in the um, like data analytics ecosystem atmosphere whatever you want to call it at the moment there's um, a lot of friction in terms of the the oh my gosh the data buying process. Um, there's a lack of quality and also a lack of choice in terms of the data sets that you're buying, um, and also a lack of transparency in the market. So our goal as a company is to um, ensure that the use cases that are launched on the platform works to solve those issues in some way, shape, or form by you know, making the supplier index completely transparent and making sure that they're coming from reliable sources to kind of, you know, increase transparency and ease that friction. So that's kind of our overall goal in terms of data analytics, right. so to speak, and what we're doing. And um, as the content creator, what is your goal within the company? Yeah, so um, my goal, I guess you could say, is twofold. So. One aspect of my job is really focused on um, 1486 um, and kind of the branding and facilitating a split between 1486 Labs and Blue Street Data. Um, so making sure that our brand messaging guide is up to date, you know, we're going to have a style guide to come in the future, like kind of those things that are more traditional to marketing, but then also for Blue Street Data in terms of what I do as content manager is making sure that the use cases are usable and readable for someone who's looking at it for the first time. So um, uh, the content team does a lot with like the advanced an analytics algorithms, like we'll create graphics to kind of visually have like a better representation of what that looks like um, and kind of transitioning the unique insights also into graphic form um, and uploading articles onto the platform and just like going through and making sure that all bases are covered in terms of the content that's being put out there 
um, making sure that it follows our our message and who we're trying to become, um, but then also making sure that 1486 Labs is kind of in a position um, to be able to, you know, not only boost up um, Blue Street data, but future products that are hopefully to come in the future. Um, so yeah, that's again. And do you combine your interest with photography a lot with the marketing side as well? So here um, at 1486, I haven't really combined um, photography so much as um, uh, I have like uh, my interest in branding right. and um, you know making sure that we have like a clear customer journey outlined. Um, so that aspect, I would say like there was there's a link between um, what I personally did for my um, photography business, um, like making sure that I understood who my target audience was and who I wanted to get photos for and like following from a consumer perspective, like what um, what like my customer's journey would be to kind of have them lead to me and my photography business. I kind of transferred that same idea to um, 1486 Labs and Blue Street Data, just making sure that, you know, us as a team um, understand who are, like, who our target audience is and understanding where their customer journey, like, kind of that line and facilitation of that, so. Sounds great. And how do you plan on using what you learned through your photography business and through 1486 Labs um, in your future and um, whatever endeavors you continue to do? Yeah, so um, recently, recently as in this past month, um, me and two others decided to um, start a uh, B2B consulting platform for um, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Um, so uh, that's kind of a culmination of everything um, that I've learned so far in terms of photography and branding and, you know, using a little bit of data and analytics along the way to kind of create um, this this platform is still very much so in the early stages. Um, initially, we thought it would be named Diversify, but um, that name is taken <laughs> by um, I don't know. It's like some financial institution. I don't know. You can look it up online. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, for the immediate future, that's kind of what um, where my path is heading. Um, also, this spring I will be um, in Italy. Um, oh, wow. for four months, which will be really exciting. I do not know Italian, so don't ask me any questions <laughs> about either, Italian. I don't worry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm hoping how, how that relates to my life and my future path. I'm not entirely sure yet, but um, I'm, ex I'm excited to see what happens. So, that, yeah. That's amazing, especially because you're so young and getting so much done. Uh, being that this is your second business, what's it like to grow a business, you know, especially from scratch, given that this is something you and two others founded? Um, so in terms of Diversify, we are still very much so in the early stages. So there's a lot of, um, like, changes and transitions. So I would say being comfortable with those types of changes and transitions is really pivotal, um, especially when, um, you know, it a good quality to have in a startup is the ability to be agile and the ability to pivot in different directions over time. Um, so, definitely. <laughs> and if you don't mind, if we go back to the internship process, yeah. um, how do you navigate the competitiveness of getting an internship and just like 
it's it's so overwhelming walking into the yeah. feed and going up and tabling with everyone. It's just like, oh my God, how do I yeah. even know what I want? And um, I know we're at this 10 class and mm-hmm. it's like, pick a couple companies, research them, ask a question, focus on those. But even so, there's just so much to choose from. And yeah. like, what questions to ask and how do you know you're talking to right people or just like how knowing what you want, like how do you navigate that? Yeah, that part was very daunting coming into college. Um, so I didn't completely understand like that, ah, oh my gosh, like that <laughs> overwhelming feeling. Um, you're not alone. Um, so I just have to be honest and say that I kind of avoided that whole scene in general. Um, that's why I think um, making sure that when you come into college, you're really focused on making like valuable connections with the people around you and networking with upperclassmen. Um, most of the internship opportunities that I've gotten have come from someone older than me that said, hey, look, maybe you should check this out. Or, oh, I know someone who works here. Like, oh, I know that you're interested in this. And I know, um, you know, you mentioned to me in the dining hall one time that you, you thought maybe this would be fun to do. Well, I saw this pop up on my LinkedIn and I thought of you. So kind of just really honing in on those types of relationships and um instead of like of course networking and tabling and going up to people is important but um i found more value in um like hearing what the upperclassmen like kind of going the direction that they led me towards um instead of doing that like guerrilla outreach right now if that makes any sense i don't know no, that's wonderful. I definitely think it's like a way to differentiate yourself mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people are going to those tables and networking, which is an amazing opportunity, but it's definitely uh, great to be like unique and individual about it. Mm-hmm. So for 1486 Labs, what was that application process like in this specific instance? Yeah, so when I joined, it was still very early in terms of what 1486 was. Um, so I would say the application process now is a lot more formal than what it was when I first joined. Um, at the time, uh, Haley Hunter was my mentor through PBL and, um, she was working here, um, in marketing and, um, Andy Hanna came to PBL and, um, just mentioned that he was looking for a few additional helping hands to kind of build this thing. Um, someone, I think, uh, member acquisition and, uh, content at the time were like the two areas that he was looking into. And I was like, um, I came up to him after he spoke and I was like, I'm a marketing major. I don't know anything about data or analytics, but for some reason, like I really want to work here. Um, and I know Haley loves working here. So, um, you know, is there any chance that we could sit down and kind of talk about what that would look like? Um, so then the week after that, I met with him in his office and um, we kind of just talked about what my interests were and kind of where I wanted to head in the future in terms of my career um, and also kind of who I was um, in high school. Um, and then he was like, actually, I think you would be a good fit for, um, you know, this content position. So then I met with um, a few others on the team and had like an interview process and then I was hired. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it all went down. <laughs> That's wonderful, and I think it really goes back to you know this concept of being open-minded, mm-hmm. because you did you didn't know anything about data analytics, but it's definitely you put yourself out there and you were interested in it, and I think that's amazing. That, what is one of your biggest pieces of advice for um, students going into the interview process, and like, 
I know a lot of people are like, oh, people, they'll throw a really crazy curveball question at you. And have you had an experience like that where someone's been like, what utensil are you for example? Yeah. Something bad? I would say my biggest piece of advice is to take a deep breath. Like just pause for a minute and realize that this sounds very strange to say, but it helps me to pause and just realize that like I am one person in this huge massive universe so if this one interview doesn't go well at this one particular time it's not the only opportunity that's going to come along like right. it's really not um so i think just like learning to just kind of like take a deep breath and center yourself and just kind of remind yourself that hey even if this doesn't go well it was still a learning experience and you know it's not it's not like my life is going to end just because this one interview didn't go the way that i wanted it just wasn't meant to be um so i think yeah, my biggest piece of advice would just be to, like, breathe. <laughs> yeah. Any final words for our listeners? I don't think so. I guess I just have to say thank you so much for thank having you for me today. Yeah, of course.